Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, joined by the one, the only, Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? I'm doing well, Evan. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Want to mention we're partnered and we're uh, we're brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel, our good friends over at HelloFresh. Want to make the game more interesting? FanDuel does that. Want to make your your uh, your dinner, your lunch, maybe your breakfast more interesting? HelloFresh does that. So we really, that's a thats a dynamic duo, like a one-two punch of, um, of sponsors. So I appreciate that. Um, the big news, we'll get to kind of stuff that happened this weekend in a bit. But the big news of Monday uh, was something we kind of anticipated was going to happen. Uh, Matt Patra is sent to the World Juniors uh, for Canada. Big deal. That's a huge deal. Like, <laughs> this, you know, I, I think... Us hockey fans here in the United States always grew up watching it. It's a big deal here. I'm not trying to minimize it in the United States because it's a huge deal. But up in Canada, that's like the biggest thing you can do. Like that is as that is like becoming president. I mean, it is that like it is a huge thing to go to the World Juniors. So uh, first of all, congrats to Matt Patra. It's a yes. big deal. Um, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, we'll start with. His development, and did you think it was right that the Bruins let him go to uh, the WJC? Yeah, I mean, I think there's pros and cons to this, Evan. Um, I kind of go back and forth on it, but I think from the Bruins' perspective, I can see why I think when you look at this stretch where, you know, they've been resting him a couple of games, um, he's, you know, had his minutes cut, he's been stable to the bench in third period. Maybe a stretch here where you go to World Juniors where you're going to be a featured player for them. He's going to be right up there with Celebrini as one of the top guys for Team Canada. Um, so is, it, is Matt Potra better than Macklin Celebrini? I mean, the people are saying I don't, I don't, The people are wondering. To, he didn't go to BU, so um, there's that nah. part of it. So you have to factor that in. But um, I think if you're the Bruins and you put him over there, um, he gets the, you know, the excitement of representing his country uh, on an international stage. Playing heavy minutes, power play minutes, um, playing a featured role there. And even though it's, you know, high pressure, high octane uh, environment he's going to be in, it's still, you know, under 20 competition. Like he should rip up that tournament considering he's already been pretty productive up in the NHL ranks. So if you're the Bruins, I could see why you're mapping out that situation where, all right, we send Potra down there. Um, 
you know, you get him rolling, have him feel confident about his game. And then when he comes back here in, I think, January 8th or whenever he's uh, next available, um, if they go all the way, Team Canada, um, if he's back, has, you know, a point-per-game stretch, wins a gold medal or something like that, you know, puts himself on the radar, feels good about his game, that can go a long way towards, you know, getting him energized, getting him ready to go, and having him ready for this uh, – this final stretch of the season. Cause the last thing you want is a guy who, again, he's been solid, but if you're going through the ups and downs, hitting a few walls here, you want him to build that confidence back up. And I think getting over to world juniors, you know, getting on a roll there could really uh, do some good for him. It's almost like his version of Providence. I don't, I don't, I'm not minimizing it by that. I'm just saying like, it's a way to go somewhere else, play, you know, more minutes, play a bigger role and kind of regain that confidence. I'm fine with it. I know there are people out there who are against it. I understand the argument against it, but I really do think it's a good idea to go somewhere else, build the confidence, and, I mean, think of it from the Bruins' perspective, right? Let's say the Bruins said, sorry, Matt, you're staying with us. And, it, I mean, it would not It would make sense. Zaka's out right now. Like, that's a guy, you know, he, he does play a role. I know his minutes have been cut, but uh, allowing him to play back into that, uh, he... Probably not going to be the happiest camper in the world, considering if his minutes continue to get cut and he's missing out on an opportunity he's grown up dreaming of doing, uh, that might piss him off. Uh, so again, I go back to, uh, you know, it's a chance for him to build up his confidence, uh, round out parts of his game. Don Sweeney mentioned on Monday, being a bit of a leader, uh, you know, being a main guy for that team. And it's just, it's a break from the rigors of the NHL. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I know it's, and you mentioned it, it's intense. Uh, you know, it's, there's pressure, especially from Canada. I mean, (laughs) they don't win. It's a freaking huge deal up there, but still it's a, it's a little bit of a break from the grind of an 82 game season in the NHL. And he's playing with guys who are uh, his own age and younger. Um, so again, I just go back to, I don't think it's a bad thing. I know people, uh, connect this to Fabian Lysel, which I want to get to some comments regarding Fabian Lysel uh, later in this episode. Um, but Fabian Lysel and Matt Potra are two very different cats. Very different guys. And I don't suspect uh, Potra's going to go there and lay an egg. Um, I think, you know, again, Potra's game here, I think, has been good. Like, I know the production hasn't been up to maybe what we would have hoped. Or, you know, being a top six center uh, or, or something like that. But I still think uh, that his game has been good. The little things have been pretty solid. I know there's been some lulls. But... Overall, I I have not hated his game up here, um, and I think going to the World Juniors can can kind of only help with that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the confidence level and all that stuff is going to be really key. The only like con I would say, because even if you you know are maybe mentioning that he's going to be gone for I think nine games if he's not back until January eighth, like you miss him there. But again, Zaka's getting healthy; he could be back as soon as Tuesday. Um, Kiki's been really good um, in his absence, so. He could be your three C. Like you have options there at center, which is a very promising development for the Bruins for this stretch here. The only maybe con I would have is just um, maybe it's like just the overall workload. And I, it's not to say that he's not ready for you know World Junior competition or all that stuff. But I think when you look at the Bruins and how cognizant they are about you know having him avoid hitting a wall here, most games he's ever played in a season I think was sixty eight of uh, the Storm last season. So. Uh, when you look at the fact that, yes, it's a different level of competition, a different workload when it's NHL and that's scheduled to World Juniors. But if he's going to World Juniors and they win the gold medal, I think he's playing 
seven games in 11 days. So you got those high pressure games, probably playing 18 to 20 plus minutes a night. You come right back into it for this final stretch here, plus the playoffs. Like the last thing you want is also having that, that stretch there or, you know, it's early March or something like that. And all of a sudden he hits that wall and he's done. Like there's only so much fuel these guys have. So that could be the, maybe the one concern there is that maybe, you know, it's better just to have him here and sit him every couple of games and manage him as opposed to sending him over there. But I think for the Bruins, it's something they obviously considered. And I think for them, it's all right. He's done a pretty good job so far at, um, you know, fighting through all these challenges we've thrown at him. Let's get his confidence back going again. Cause every time we've thrown something at him, he's responded. But if he's playing at a high level, feeling good about his game, he should be able to tackle whatever we throw at him as the season goes along. Yeah, I agree. You hit on a point there of what do the Bruins do from here? And I want to get to that. Uh, but first, Connor, a quick word, a quick word from our sponsor. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. In Mass, 21 plus and present in Mass. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start, gamesensema.com, or call 1-800-JAM-1234. Now, back to the show. You know, Connor, you know when you're, uh, people probably think, oh my god, where do you guys record this podcast? Is it, you know, uh, is it in a a big, beautiful studio? Uh, What are you doing on... We do it on our laptops, uh, but just, just fine. And sometimes uh, my laptop sounds like it's about to take off. Like it's just like the jet engine is just pumping. And right mm-hmm. now it, it it feels and sounds like it's going to explode any minute. Okay. So, so if you uh, cut out, if it, I'll, call the, yes. I'll, call, I'll call the ambulance. Yes. Just you know, shoot them a text or you know, leave okay. a voicemail or something. I'd probably, probably call them. They can. But- yeah. <laughs> Hello. Can you go get Evan? Um, you know, it's funny when I was at the flood Mar this weekend uh, and all the prep tournaments, um, someone brought up an interesting point regarding Macklin Celebrini. Uh, so the oldest right now in prep is like, you know, the oldest of the old kids are like 2004 born kids. Uh, and then the, the seniors are 05s, 2005s. Mm-hmm. Macklin Celebrini is a 2006. <laughs> I just, it's incredible. Um, so you hit on the, uh, what do the Bruins do? Obviously, Zaka's on IR. Um, you have Coyle. 
Do you elevate Geeky? You have Frederick. You got Beecher. What do you do if you're the Bruins right now? I mean, how do you manage, uh, especially those middle two lines with with Potra going to be gone for a bit? Yeah, I mean, I think if Zaka's healthy, it makes it a lot easier. You can go back to the usual top six there with Zaka um, and Coil in place. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for Geeky, who it's kind of almost like a, the same kind of script as to – uh, what you're hoping to get out of Potter, right? Where it's like you put him in an elevated role somewhere else, uh, you know, different circumstance, get his game going, having him feel confident. So not to say that, you know, geeky and World Juniors, but he was a guy that for the last few weeks uh, coming back from his injury, didn't really have a spot in the lineup, right? Is he a third line guy? He was on the fourth line a little bit, goes up, takes over for Zaka in the top six, and all of a sudden has four points in four games, playing over 18 minutes a night, feeling really good about his game. So, I think he's the first guy up if you're looking for another guy to slot in at that maybe 3C spot in the bottom six. Um, and then, yeah, probably Beecher at 4C. So I think, uh, you know, it's something Don Sweeney mentioned on Monday that it wasn't the the leading cause as to why they put Patra or they sent him to World Juniors. But one thing that played into it was the fact that Zaka's coming back, which is huge. And also Geeky's playing at a high level right now. So if you can have... Zaka, Coyle, uh, Geeky, and Beecher as your your four Simon for right now. Pretty good spot. That group should be able to hold its own over this you know eight nine game stretch. It should. And I think Geeky's game is trending uh, to the point where they feel, and I think he's kind of earned the right to get a shot at that number three center spot. Um, and again, I, I, it's interesting. Like Patro has been good so far this year. I'm curious though if over these next nine games or so. Uh, if Geeky is really good in that third line center spot and they sort of start to find something like, do you think there's a chance? I mean, Patras, when he comes back, he's going to get a, a roster spot back. Yes. But does Geeky move to the wing? Is there any, I mean, I think Patras better down the middle, but like, I do wonder like if Geeky's so good, again, this is, this obviously has not happened yet. This, yeah. you know, the news just dropped on Monday, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but let's also do get a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, is there any chance that, you know, when when Patra comes back, there's sort of a a battle for that third line center spot. I mean, it could be, yeah. Again, uh, Sweeney was you know mentioned that as well. That again, he can play wing Patra, but I think they want to keep him in that spot. This is a guy that they envision as being a top six guy. I don't think you want to. He's already got a lot on his plate at nineteen in terms of just staying afloat. Uh, you know, holding his own down both ends of the ice. So I think they want to keep him there, but. I would like to see him and Gigi back together. They were pretty solid, especially early on in the year. Um, we talked about it before with Gigi, but I think he's so good at bringing the puck down low, operating that that high danger ice. And I think you get him playing confident in his game with a guy like Potra who has the passing ability to send pucks down there where Gigi tends to hang out. Um, that could be a very effective, whatever you want to call them, bottom six, third line grouping if you kind of, you know, if you view how Montgomery tends to put guys in pairs on these different lines, Geeky and Potter, I think, can do a lot of damage together. So I, I, I couldn't really see, unless Geeky goes sicko mode, has seven points or something over these nine games, what have you. But um, I think the priority for the Bruins should be keeping those two guys together, at least, once Potter does come back. Sicko mode. That's it. That's the right thing, it's, as, as the kids say. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Uh I think people have sort of been surprised by Patra's usage, uh, not being played in third periods at times, uh, having kind of scheduled days off, games off. And I wonder if we're ever going to ask the question, was he called up too soon? Because I, I don't think he was. I think early returns so far is that he's fit. 
and he's earned his spot. But I do wonder, I mean, you, you remember a few months ago, the hype was high, he was producing, and he's still producing to an extent. Uh, but I wonder if we ever get to the point, again, because I don't, I don't think they did call up too early, but I do wonder if we ever get to the point where we ask, hey, did, did they call him up a year too early? You know, And again, I think he's too good at the little things and sort of the intangibles. And I think his mindset is so good that I don't think it really matters. Um, but I don't know. It's a thing I've been kind of thinking about recently, the way that, you know, not, not that the hype died. It didn't. But, like, just it was so high. You know, I mean, when he started, it was such a high bar. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever ask that question. Yeah. I mean, I think even though he's gone through some of these these lulls, I guess, which I think we've all like we all expected. And I think if you thought yeah. he was going to put up a 50 point season, you're fucking crazy. But um, <laughs> even if he ends the year with, I don't know, 30 ish points for a guy who's 19, who I think has accelerated his timeline. I'd rather have a guy like Patra take his lumps at 19 and go through this now and come back at age 20 poised for a 50 plus point season as opposed to. Have him spend a year up with the storm in the OHL and have a 110-point season. Would look pretty cool. We get pretty excited, but there's still that hump you'd have to go through where he's 20 years old, and maybe he goes through the same exact struggles we saw before. Like, it's still another year of junior. You still, any player, regardless of if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, you have to go through the, the challenge of night in and night out, the travel, the schedule, the competition, the – you know, taking the lumps of maybe sitting for a third period, getting scratched from a game. Like, it's good to get that out of your system now at 19 where you're still showing that promise and you're still, you know, remaining competitive now as opposed to not delaying it because every, you know, he's a special case. But getting that out now where all of a sudden next year you're looking at him, if he finishes the year with 35-ish points and you see the promise he's had and, like, next year you're like, all right, he's 20, he knows what to do, he knows how to train differently – He's ready to step into a top six role next year. It's a pretty good situation to be in if you're the Bruins. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think there will be. Um, I'm just curious if at some point people start tossing the the questions around. But I, again, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you read uh, Scott McLaughlin did a story on WEI a few weeks ago, or maybe a week or two ago, about Beecher and Patra living together. I'm not sure if you read it. Um, and he mentioned. Uh, uh, Patra getting an air fryer to kind of learn how to cook and to do easy meals. And what I want to tell Matt Patra is, have you heard of HelloFresh? HelloFresh, I mean, it makes cooking easy, fun. I mean, I, you know what? Let's let's hear about about HelloFresh real quick. How about that? So uh, we talked a lot about Matt Patra as a young player and what he's able to do and what he's done and where he can go and how promising he's been so far. Um, one player who has sort of stalled is Fabian Lysel. Um, and I know he's had a little bit better of a season this year, but uh, Ryan Mujanel made some pretty direct comments about him uh, on Sunday night. Now, forgive me, Connor. I don't have the quotes in front of me. I don't have the quotes in front of me. And I know it's an, I tried to look it up on Twitter. I couldn't quite find the quotes. Someone said it to me early on Monday what the quote was. And it was – I know this is so unprofessional. I can't find the quote. Um but he basically said along the lines of he's going to have to work a hell of a lot harder to get up to Boston. That was sort of the the yeah. the, um, the crux of the quote. I don't have it exactly. I, I, I believe the the most you know uh, the stock quote is uh, he said quote he's going to start buying in or he won't play for Jim Montgomery. Which is, bingo. That's that, that, that that's the quote. That's the quote. Uh, thank you for pulling that up. 
Uh, that's a pretty, that's first of all, it's the Bruce Cassidy, uh, school of, uh, media, if you're a coach. So yes. gloves, gloves are off, you know? Um, but uh, to me, this feels almost like a last resort by, by Ryan Muginell in the sense that Ryan Muginell is a pretty positive guy when it comes, if you ask about his players, dev camp down in Providence, whatever it is, he typically has nice responses about his guys, pretty upbeat, doesn't usually take shots at guys in the media, at least that I've seen, um, and to me, this feels almost a little bit like a last resort. Now, I wonder what Don Sweeney feels about this, uh, considering that, you know, this will get around and teams, you know, if they didn't already know, kind of do now know. Um, but it almost feels like a last resort to get this kid to get going. Um, now, again, I'm not down in Providence every day. Uh, I'm not, you know, covering them by, by any means. Um, you know, Mark Diver is my <laughs> my uh, my sight into it. Um but I do think that, you know, Fabian Lysel, uh, you know, from everything that we've seen and, and all that, uh, has stalled a bit. And, you know, I know the word bust gets thrown around a lot. It did, especially at the end of training camp when he didn't make the team. I don't think, you know, we're, I don't I still don't think we're in bust territory. But I do think you need to see something. You do need to see some movement because I do think there is, in other teams' eyes, a bit of a red flag when it comes to the fact that he's not at the NHL level yet. And he was a first-round pick a few years ago. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think for him, you look at his production, he's got 17 points in 23 games. So it's not like he's uh, dogging in terms of, you know, the strengths of his game. But it's kind of like uh, what we heard for years, right, with like Georgi Merkulov, who I think has had a really, really strong year for Providence. But again, what was the thing we heard two years ago when he really kind of showcased his skill set during Dev Camp? It's like gifted offensively. Holy shit. Got to work on his defensive game. And again, as you said, I'm not down in Providence all the time, but I think from listening to Mark Diver, who's got his pulse uh, better than anyone on that team. Um, he said that he's made strides. I don't think he's going to be winning any Selkies down the road, but he's clearly it's an area of emphasis. He's worked on it. He's rounding out his overall game, which is what you need to do to, you know, punch your ticket to the NHL. So whether it's, uh, you know, floating too much, def you know, defensively or not adhering to the finer details of the game, you can't just be, if you're Lysel, a guy that's offense only, not for a team, especially like the Bruins where, you need to be defensively responsible in order to earn, you know, steady minutes in the lineup. So um, that's definitely something worth keeping tabs on for Lysel. And as you said, Mujinel is a very positive guy. So being kind of this direct and blunt about that, it maybe is the the wake up call guy Lysel needs. Because again, you can be putting up all these points, finishing the year with 40, 50 points on the AHL, but if you don't have um, the the overall complete package of what you need to do to survive the NHL, you're not going to get that call. So you need to, you know, you'll learn that sooner rather than later. There are a lot of guys who put up a lot of points in the AHL, but they do not have that next thing that it takes to be successful in the NHL. And you hope that that isn't the case with Lysel. Again, the skill is high, the shot, all those things are good. It's just that play away from the puck. And again, I have not watched enough Providence. Forgive me. I have not watched enough Providence this year to give an accurate description of his game. I can only go off of what's being said down there. Um, and that, you know, there's been strides. But again, if Mujanel's coming out and saying that, not the greatest sign in the world. Um, back to Boston. Uh, this past weekend, the Bruins, uh, three straight overtime games. <laughs> Devils. Uh, then you got the Islanders, then you got the Rangers, all the teams in New York. Now you got to go to, they should have to go to Buffalo now and play another overtime game. That's what they should have to do. Just complete the New York, uh, the New York road trip. Uh, but goaltending, it's interesting. The goaltending is still so 
damn elite. I mean, you see that Linus Olmark save with his skate. You know things are going well when you stick out your skate. It hits the blade. You save it. Bruins go down the other way and score. Uh, and then Swayman, again, was great on, on Saturday night against the Rangers. I think it's encouraging that we're sitting here. We're recording this on December 18th. And what are we? One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No math. I, I, I don't know. Math's not my thing. We're over two months into the season. We're, you know, near the halfway point, or we're getting closer to the halfway point. And the goaltending is still as good as it was, or almost as good as it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, no, it's something that's been steady throughout the season, and and, and you're going to have to need it, right? And I will say the one thing that I think has been really promising, again, you lose um, you lose in overtime to, you know, the Rangers and the Devils. So, uh, you know, it's not the ideal situation, but I think – as much as the goaltending has been bailing you out, I think it's promising. I think to, at least to see, I think the defensive game has been better the last couple of games. Um, you know, there's been, I think, fewer games where it's like, if the goaltending wasn't there, you'd, you'd lose 5-1. Now it's like the goaltending's <laughs> helping you out, but I think they're doing a better job at cleaning up the net front, limiting some of these rush chances, and supporting their goaltending better. But even if you were hitting a stretch here where things weren't working out or um, – you know, players are really struggling uh, defensively, regardless of what the situation has been, whether it's Swayman or Olmark, both those guys are playing at a high level. Um, it's good to see. And I think Swayman's been really strong all year. Olmark's uh, had a few, you know, lulls, or maybe it's not, it's probably unfair to say, because I think it's just, he's not at the same Vesna level, uh, you know, caliber that we saw last season, but he's been really, really good, especially as of late. So as long as you have both those guys out there, you're going to be in every single game. There's not going to be a lot of clunkers in a row where you're going to be losing by two, three goals this season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it'll be interesting this week. Obviously, the Bruins play the Minnesota Wild twice, uh, who I just saw are not going to start Marc-Andre Fleury in Pittsburgh, which is yeah. an interesting move. Uh, and then the Bruins also play uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Hell of a hell of a time spending Christmas Eve around Winnipeg. That's a... Uh, it's like basically being in the North Pole. You might as well be yes. up there in the North Pole. Um, real quick, Ottawa, uh, let's go DJ Smith. That was, I mean, kind of expected. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised it kind of took them this long. Um, and I don't think you and I have discussed, I mean, I don't know if we were, if we did a podcast about it, but, or podcast around it. Uh, but Craig Berube beat the Bruins in the, uh, in the Stanley Cup final and is now uh, done in St. Louis. So lots of coaching changes, lots of coaching moves. Uh, you can bet, by the way, preseason, you can bet on all that stuff over at FanDuel, which is a uh, hell of a choice. Get to pick uh, who's going to get fired. Uh, but anyways, Connor, what can the people look forward to from you over at Boston.com and the Boston Globe? Yeah, we're going to have you covered every step of the way this season, whether it's uh, recaps, features, columns, breakdowns, all that good stuff. You can read all of it over at Boston.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all of that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Brewers beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week. Teenage.